What'd you say? New Greenwich. That's what it's called. Greenwich? This is Maui Wowie. Uh, so it's <laughs> My favorite movie is that I can't decide on a favorite movie. Press next podcast. Hey, I'm Katie. And it's your co host, Corey. And this is the Press Next Podcast. Welcome back. Another week. You know what I'm saying? Another week. Listen, we are riding a high because we're recording on Sunday and the Eagles just won. So hey. three and oh, but that three and oh feeling, you know what I'm saying? That, All right. Now I'm done talking about it. <laughs> I don't want to I don't want to get too excited, yeah. but you know, that three and oh feeling feels It nice. does feel good. We look good this year. Anyway, um, for those who have always listened, welcome back. If you are a new listener, we are a podcast dedicated to talking about movies, TV shows, and documentaries and um, you know, how they may relate to real life but also if we just enjoy them so yeah uh if you got the next hour 45 minutes not an hour and 45 minutes 45 minutes to an hour to or an so hour. um and you want to just enjoy talking about some some entertainment you're in the right spot man that's right the perfect so. spot what have you been watching this week oh you gonna ask me first yeah switch i pulled the old switcheroo the switcheroo 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 um for me, I really like corn. Oh, no. Um, I have been watching. We talked about The Patient last week. Mm-hmm. So I've been watching The Patient. I've been waiting on you so we can watch the new episode, but that's yeah. okay. Um, you know, I'm still on She-Hulk, but I'm an episode behind on that. So we're cool. Mm-hmm. Abbott Elementary came back. That's right. So watch it's that back. mug. Season two. Shout out. Man, what an incredible show. If y'all haven't watched it, I urge you to because one it just shows how like broken our school system is and so public school system that is so like it shows you real life like the things that these that teachers go through especially in inner cities but it's also just so funny like it's 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 hilarious and and i work in higher education so it is not remotely the same but it is also similar yeah right so like we always we often refer to our students sometimes as kids mm-hmm. um the situations as they are like as staff members i know every character i'm like i know a person that's just like yeah. that so For sure. um so i can i could imagine how elated the teaching the teaching staff in the world or at least in america feels because they feel like they're being represented in the mm-hmm. show um and it's just hilariously funny yeah so and it's set in philly so that's another thing there and they're Eagles fans. Exactly. <laughs> but this this episode was funny too. So I've been watching that. Um, nine one one came back on. So yep. Okay. So nine one one is actually like if you think about the shows, it's not really that great of a show. No, it's not. Uh, but and, we love it. Oh, I love it so much. <laughs> Angela Bassett is like, she doesn't belong in that show. Like, because yeah. nobody in that cast can act with her. Yeah. Like she's at a tier level that everybody else on that cast couldn't could never right right the only person i would argue was season one connie Britton, but she left so right right but even in her role though her yeah, role wasn't role that wasn't, like yeah but i will say also like uh, some of who you the, like who, are you talking about the topic yeah, yeah, yeah um some of the things Angela Bassett does, I'm like, this just feels beneath her, but... That's what I'm saying. So like, she's like, this isn't... She's acting down for it or something. Yeah, everything that's on the show... We're just really trashing the show right now. No, no, I, I will, we love... We don't miss an episode. Yeah, we watch every episode. But I will say that, like, it's... Every situation is based off of a real-life situation yes. that actually happened. They dramatize they it. They dramatize it, but it, it's based off of a situation. But it's kind of corny, 
but we love it. It's just like an yeah, easy show to watch. Exactly. There's not a lot of like emotion put into exactly. it. Exactly. So. It, it's your there's a lot of tension, so it's a lot of push pull. Yeah. You know, you're like, oh, this is good, and then boom, something happens. Like, oh crap, and then it's like, okay, they fix that, and then boom, something happens. Like, oh crap. Right. So I like that. So we watching nine one one there. Um, what we'll talk about is Dahmer. We started Dahmer. We did start Dahmer. We're about two episodes in, so we'll I talk need about to know that. Y'all's thoughts, but yes, we'll get into that. Um, and then what else? Um, did I watch or are we watching? Now I know that I, what I want to watch. I've been hearing a lot about Woman King. I want to watch Woman King. Yeah, want to see that. Um. We just have to make time to go to the movies. Yeah, this week's going to be tough, too. Yeah. So, last week, Monday, we watched The Batch. No, Monday, we no, did not. Yeah, we watched football. Monday, we watched football. Tuesday, we watched Go Birds. The, uh, Tuesday, we watched The Bachelorette finale. Mm-hmm. Finally. It finally ended. Yeah, I'm actually kind of happy that the season is over. It's because over. Yeah. I don't know. I, even though I'm caught on it, and shout out to Virgin Voyages. I feel like it kind of just dudded off. Well, this season just drug on for way too long. But Bachelor in Paradise is coming out on the 26th. Yep. And I think you'll really enjoy that. So we definitely will watch that. Um, Okay, so that was Tuesday. Wednesday, did not watch any TV. I probably did, but I can't remember what I watched. Yeah. And Thursday, we drove down to our alma mater. Yes. That was cool, man. Shout out to Taylor um taylor's teaching a uh podcasting class at tarleton state university yeah for um, ag communications yes wonderful uh friend of mine also just a fantastic person also a fan of the show so she's a member of the fourth wall um but she had us as guest speakers in her class she didn't have to do that but she did it was really fun right it was a lot of fun yeah. uh, there were like probably 25 people in the class mm-hmm. um and it was great they were very um they asked a lot of questions. They were yeah. very engaged. So we really do appreciate that time that we got to spend with them. So it was pretty cool. Yeah. And it was nice to reflect and be like, oh, we went here and now we're speaking in a class. Like we watched right. guest speakers and now we are the guest speakers. We are the old heads. <laughs> yeah. We were driving back. I'm like, yo, we the old heads. Yo. I've never felt so old. So the dorm that I lived in, shout out to Golf Hall. Um, it was pretty bad when I lived in it. And the year after I lived in it, they uh, like not non-commissioned it so nobody was living in it um they just put it as storage and then yeah they had it as storage and then they turned it into an admin building so now there's offices and stuff in there and i walked in just to see like how they set it up but i couldn't even i was lost you couldn't even tell that that was once a dorm like it's so yeah crazy but the the girl she was a student worker working the front desk she was like can i help you and i was like oh i'm just looking around i used to live here sounds so old yeah and then the 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 place that i lived um on kane street shout out to kane street media my production company is literally based off of the place where i lived and we fell in love Aww. it is no longer there it's just a parking yeah, lot yeah they tore it down crazy so, it's the wild place where we fell in love yeah the i mean we'll always have the memories but it's not there but we did that thursday so shout out to them and shout out yeah. to grumps because we went there grumps, oh, grumps and i was so lit with a damn chicken sandwich it was so amazing. And the onion rings. Every time. Um, and then Friday we watched Dahmer. Yeah, we started Dahmer Friday. Um, we I will be quite frank and say we only watched the first episode because it was just so... If you've watched it, you know. It's not that it's scary. It's just that it's very unnerving. Mm-hmm. Like, it's and very unsettling. Uh, we talked about this in the class, too, but I think I'm getting much more... Um, 
episodic, right? Like, I don't want to binge the shows anymore. Yeah. Like, unless it's like a Euphoria, where to me, Euphoria is, is a long movie anyway. So I just want to watch the, like, yeah. as a movie. Um, but I want to, like, watch an episode and be like, okay, I'm done with that. And mm-hmm. then come back, like, the next day. Like, to have a little bit of that time off away with it so I can, like, deal with it or talk to other people about this one episode. Yeah. Because what I'm finding with myself, at least, in maybe just my older age, you know, I like to say CTE. Is I will binge a show. The shows that I binge through, six months down the road, I don't remember. That's how I am with books. The shows that I don't binge through, I remember. Hmm. So, like, I want to take the time with it. I want to just watch an episode and then take a break and maybe watch something else, Handmaid's Tale or something, you know. And then we've also been watching that as well. So, we've been. I mean, when you put it together, we've watched a lot of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> but just like one episode yeah. here and there. Yeah, and I enjoy so. that. Like, I don't want to go like double-double. Just like, take an episode. Okay, cool. We take a break. Let's watch another episode of this. Cool. Take a break. Yeah. Let's, it feels like we have a variety. Yeah, that's true. Um, Yeah, so we'll get into Dahmer and we'll talk about Dahmer. So um, I guess we can start if you want to kick us off. But I just... So we've watched the first two episodes. Right. And like I said, it was just very unnerving, unsettling. Like, I would just felt icky the whole For time. Sure. And also, like, how do you feel about there being another Dahmer show slash movie slash documentary? Because I'm kind of just... <laughs> how many... How many times can we see the same thing over and over? Now, I will say that Evan Peters is doing uh, he's, a phenomenal job because he's creeping me out. Yes, and he really <laughs> looks like Dahmer, too. He like, does! Um, But you know how I feel. But I will let y'all listeners know how I feel. And I just disclaimer from this point of the episode on. If I say anything in generalities, I'm not talking about you specifically. Right. So and this is not like how I feel about you. I just think that there are some aspects of true crime in nature that is Mm -hmm. weird. The obsession with it. Mm -hmm. Right. So one is I don't we don't need everybody knows about the the famous serial killers. Mm -hmm. Right. Dahmer being one of them. Mm -hmm. They as a as a psych major, we pretty much had to study all of them. So I know I'm like yeah, over on and that. I want to get your perspective from being a psychology major and having to dive deep into right. that and being in the mental health world. Here's but what, we'll get into that. Right. Here's the, the only, the things that are kind of weird to me is that we, I mean, I guess it's human nature too. We have to remember that though Evan Peters is playing a person, Dahmer was real and his victims were too. Yeah. And that's what everybody, right? When we're talking about true story stuff, mm-hmm. which is why for TV shows, which is why I'm a little bit more um, willing for a documentary, right? So a documentary could be told from anybody's perspective. So a historian can do a documentary on Dahmer and then a victim's family could do a documentary on Dahmer and, and it all would still be true information. Mm-hmm. And it's happened, It's and it's from like the true accounts of those who... You know, it, it happened to right. or who lived it. In that aspect, I'm like, okay, cool. Make however many Dahmer things you want to make because this is how many people that it affected and they have their story to tell. Once you start crossing into we're going to make a mini series entertainment TV show where at some point along the lines you will 
blind or blur the the facts for entertainment. Yeah. Is when I'm like, I mean, it's 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 weird. I say that, and I'm still watching the show, right? You know what I mean? But like I think a, this one has been pretty spot on. It's been very accurate as to what the the things that I have researched. Uh, research. Yeah. Um. But even even so. I think the real question that we have to ask ourselves is why do we want this? Why do we want these things? Why do we want to see a Dahmer? Why do we want to see other serial killers that we know? Why could not? And, and granted, I'm literally in the in the midst of writing a screenplay about a serial killer, but it's not like a real serial killer. Right. It's not right? a true crime. Thank you. And that's the difference for me is that we, every week, will listen to true crime podcasts about these stories. And I'm like, and, and, and for me, I'm looking at who is the audience who is digesting this information mm-hmm. right and i f- from my purview it's like i know what the audience is i see it on facebook i see it on tiktok i see it on twitter and i'm thinking to myself how did this become like a niche thing how did true crime become like this people's pocket thing yeah i think though it's always kind of been and people say, like, it's interesting. Well, I think people have always been fascinated with it. I mean, you have 2020, which, whatever, you have Dateline, um, Unsolved Mysteries, Law and Order, all of those shows, like Law and Order, Law and Order SVU, um, NCIS. Like, these shows have always been super popular, right? Even before true crime podcasting became a thing. Right. But even even in those, like we're thinking to ourselves, some of the episodes, because we know it's drama, right? Yeah. So we're we're not we're not equating what's going That's on true. in TV to like what's actually happening in real life. Like they kind of make it not to say that these scenarios did not happen. Right. But in our heads, we're not equating the two because it's it's TV show. Right. They didn't. They weren't using the real names. Like, remember when SVU did like the Chris Brown episode? Yes. Like, we knew there was a because they came out ahead of time and was like, "Yo, just you know, forewarning." But and then they used different names and stuff. But I'm talking about like the, this is the actual true crime. We're gonna use like the real names. Here's a real story. Here's a real phone calls. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's true. I don't know. I, I listen to true crime. I'm a fan of Morbid. Is one of my favorites. Um, Crime Junkie. I listen to. But I will say that sometimes I do think like about the victims' families and about are they listening to this? Are they right. hearing this? Right. Are they okay with people speaking about this? Right. Which like obviously that's public knowledge and you can speak on whatever, but is it in good faith? Not necessarily good fa- good taste, I guess. Right. Like, are you doing the victim justice or are you speaking too much about the perpetrator? Right. And I mean, as if we're talking about the show Dahmer in general, this is going to be about the perpetrator. It's not going to be about the, the show is named Dahmer. You know right. What I mean? So right. I feel you on that one. And, and part of me, and this is why it's so tough for me, is because I really understand both sides of the argument. Mm-hmm. Where like one side is like, this is crime is crime. It happens everywhere and it's all public knowledge. Mm-hmm. And you know, even if you're not a victim, so if you're, here's how crime happens, right? There's a perpetrator, there's a victim, and then there are witnesses. Mm-hmm. And when I mean witnesses, I mean not, you didn't have to witness a crime to be a witness of the crime. That makes sense? So my point is this. We weren't there for George Floyd, were we? No. Well, we saw it on we Twitter. S- 
We saw it. Yeah. We saw it everywhere else in the world. That made us just as much as a witness as anybody else, which made us just as much as willing to talk about it as anybody else. So I understand the ability of like, it's not necessarily my story to tell, but it really, part of it really is because I witnessed it as well. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm, maybe I'm just under the guise of like, I'm, I'm only doing this because I want to give you the facts or whatever. Um, so I, I, all of this to say I battle with true crime things, especially when it comes to romanticizing these white serial killers. These, these like white male, oh my gosh, he looks so cute. He would steal my heart. You know, when I hear stuff like that, that's stuff, that's the stuff that creeps me out. Right. Like they'll say something like, oh, uh, Dahmer was cute. He, I definitely would, he definitely would have killed me. Cause I would have been like, Ooh, well, I know people definitely said that about Ted Bundy. I don't it, know even who with was t- calling That's why no, I literally <laughs> saw it on Twitter. Are you serious? I saw it on Twitter this week. Dama would have got me, and I'm like, yo, sorry, but like, and it was ladies, but I'm like, hey, you on the wrong side. Yeah, he uh, wasn't checking for you. <laughs> yeah, he ain't checking for you. <laughs> Get out the way. Look, uh-uh. <laughs> uh, also, that brings me into my next point of what we see in this case is like, Homophobia played such a, a role. huge role. So does ra- and racism does well as well. Yeah, and and that's the I think I just saw a tweet and I I kind of want to find it so I can read it, um, real quick because I think that it hits the nail on the head and it talked about racism but I want to throw homophobia in there. Um, it says, oh, this is something about Jeffrey Dahmer's neighbor. This is funny. Um, oh dang, I didn't save it. But anyway, pretty much it was saying. Dahmer's story isn't, and if you if you know his real story, you know this too. Dahmer's story really isn't this like fantasized story about how he um, lured people in based on his looks and everything else. As much as it really is a story about him preying on the police effing up. Yeah, well, as much yeah. due to their homophobia and racism. Yes, absolutely. And, we see that and white privilege. These three things, if the, if these three things either did not exist or were at, were at a minimal, Dahmer would not have, have had as many uh, victims as he did. Mm-hmm. There's a couple of his victims. <laughs> this is the wildest thing, y'all. A couple of his victims, he had been out on bond waiting for trial for a like a huge case. And he killed people during that time. Like, yeah. why didn't they put it? Why didn't they keep him in jail? We knew, we know why he, we, he wasn't. If it was a black man in Wisconsin, that black man would have been locked up. Well, the 14-year-old that the police literally returned to him was while he was out on bail. That's what I'm saying. And they weren't listening to the neighbors. I mean, he was living like in the hood around a bunch of black people. And the neighbors was all, and people were calling like, yo, what's going on? So as much as it is a story about Dahmer, I think there's a B story about mm-hmm. the police and, and, um, the foundation of policing. Again, this is not a, a, a nod against the police. Goodness gracious. We're going to talk about things in here um, that can get uncomfortable. But anybody who knows us knows. And if you listen to our first episode of this season, we have my boy Jesse Carr on. He's a, a police officer. We don't hate the police. We can often talk about anything that has flaws in it. And in the, the cracks of foundation or the, in the foundation of policing, there are large cracks. Um, across the nation and specifically in this story with Dahmer. Well, I think specifically in this story, also you have to look at the time. For sure. 
Like this is when AIDS like, is probably AIDS, bubbling. Yeah. This is like the beginning of the nineties. Yeah. Like late eighties, early nineties. Yes. And so we were watching it last night and I was like, literally they returned this boy back to Dahmer because they, of homophobia. Yeah. They were like, uh, and then uh, they waited outside the room, at least in the show. And they could have went in and there was a dead body on the floor. If they would have went into the bedroom, they would have uncovered a dead body that would have arrested Dahmer for murder. Instead, they were so homophobic that they couldn't go into the room because they didn't want to have any, they didn't want to be icked out or whatever. They didn't want to see gay stuff. That's what they kept saying in the show, gay stuff. <laughs> um, which is, is just so like unfathomable, like in my head, right? Like I'm just like, but that's me here yeah. in 2020. 2022, 2020. Uh, here in 2022, <laughs> wow. it's just unfathomable to me that that would be the thing that would cause you to not do your job. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, anyway, so I that's a long way for me to say the way I feel about it is I'm going to watch it. I feel perplexed and like pulled in a couple of different directions, um, but I'm still going to watch it and... Yeah, I'm not going to put anything behind it. Like, I'm watching it for information. I have all the information I need on Dahmer. Yeah. I get anybody else who says they don't want to watch it, too. 100%. You know what makes me sad, though, is that on Twitter, there's a scene from the show, which we haven't seen yet because we haven't finished. But there's a scene of, um, I think it was a victim's sister or... Oh, yeah. Like, at and trial. At trial. Yelling at Dahmer. And the show portrays it, but it like actually happened and they put it side by side to show how accurate it was. Like the mannerisms, the hair, the way, what she said, Mm. the way she said it, everything was on point. And a family member was like, my family did not. We ain't clear this. We were not notified that this was happening. Like this we had no idea that this was even coming out. And like, we just wish that people would stop. Mm-hmm. Cause it's Cause, really traumatizing because every time they have to relive it and they have to relive like the torture that their family member went through and the torture of the trial and having to see him and all of that. So that's an, that that's another thing that got me thinking like, dang, I didn't even, I guess I didn't realize or didn't take into consideration that family members aren't even notified when things happen. Yeah, because they don't like they don't have to be I, like to me in good taste. You let them know, right? Well, I will say that there was an episode of Morbid that they did, and a family member reached out to them and was like, "Like cut it I, out." Not necessarily cut it out, but like I can't remember what it was. So y'all can correct me if I'm wrong, but I think that they the family member. I think it was actually the victim's son reached out to the podcast and was like, I wish you would have talked to me first or information was wrong. Something like that. Something along those lines. But like, that's the thing is that these family members are still around and they went through this. It's not so long ago that they're not directly affected by it. Right. You know? I mean, but even if it were like, right, it's information that's going to stay within their family that is always passed down. Yeah. Right. And this is a perfect example of how trauma passes through generation and generation and generation that's true uh you know it's going to be there for forever that person will always be synonymous to Dahmer because Dahmer will always be notorious Mm -hmm. right so it'll never there'll never be a time really 
when there's like a, an okay time like oh, okay it's been it's been 60 years so like it's okay now it's like nah yeah. somebody's always going to be upset at that and i am 100 percent if you if you're upset about that there's nothing i can say about that right right like i i get why you would be upset <laughs> i also get why somebody else would tell the story if it was public mm-hmm. um you know, I guess you can do you do you wrap it into capitalism? <laughs> Everything for a dollar, right? right. Everything from to the, for the mighty dollar. Uh, but also, if you're just telling the story, if it was your perspective of what happened, then it is what it is. Like right. I saw um, somebody on TikTok one time about a documentary that happened to her sister. Something happened on a plane, I believe, and she was like, "Y'all, oh no, no, no! They had they put the documentary on like uh, Delta, mm. so you can watch it on the plane." And so she was trying to get people to message Delta they can take it off. And people in the comments were like, well, this is kind of be this is going to be counterproductive because now we're going to want to go watch the documentary. Mm-hmm. Uh, and of course, I'm like, and people were going back and forth with that, but I'm like. Oh, wasn't it about a bombing or something? I don't know. what I forgot what it was, but I was like, I'm going to go watch it. And I went and watched it. And the whole time I was thinking to myself, the sister is right. Mm-hmm. You know, we didn't we didn't clear this. This is not actually what happened. Or this is just bits and pieces. They didn't tell you the whole truth. That's why it's a documentary because other people are also right. Mm-hmm. Because uh, you know what they say like there's three sides to a story. Yeah, your side, your side, my side, and the truth. Right. Sometimes it's even a fourth. It's just like it's in there, right? But it's different perspectives. That's what documentaries are, which is why you can't just take documentaries as not. You can't if you watch a documentary and you're gonna be like, um, I'm never doing this again. I implore you to like take the information that the documentary gave you and then go find the research that either supports it or is against it. Right. Mm -hmm. Because a documentary is kind of like a a .org or something like that. (laughs) Like I'm, I'm going for the information that I'm going for. Yeah. Um, We rarely reach out to opposing sides. That to me shows a good documentary where you have, where you have opposing views of the information. Oh, well I just got to talk to this doctor. They said this, or this doctor said this like, cool. And then, so to me, that's like a very informative documentary, but you only really get those through like the, you know, the old PBS documentaries and stuff like that, yeah. that are just supposed to be very informational. Um, but Dahmer is just different. The first episode was um, him getting arrested, you know, um, from the, the the victim who was able to escape. escape. He also had another victim uh, escape as well, but that's because he almost, and this is like, I haven't seen it yet, but I just know from studying him, I know um, that there was a time where I think one of his victims was like downstairs and he had already drugged him, but um, he was in his grandmother's house and his grandmother yelled out to him, but then Dahmer yelled out like he was the only one there. And so the grandma like knew there was something wrong. So mm-hmm. he just waited until he got like passed out and then he, Dahmer drove him to the hospital or something like that, um, which should have been red flag right there. But either way, it starts in the apartment because... That's where he was because he was in his grandmother's house doing dirt in his grandmother's house. But his grandmother eventually kicked him out because he would, she didn't like the late hours. She didn't like the random guys coming over and the young boys. Um, she didn't like uh, the the smell that she was smelling. So she kicked him out and she and Dahmer moved into this apartment that he's in, uh, which he ultimately gets arrested in for, for murder in the first episode. And in the second episode, here we go. And this is what we can really talk about. The second episode is Dahmer as a child. Um... And it shows him kind of progress from being a kid to where he is now. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Here's the issue I have when it comes to murderers, 
serial killers and everything else. Now, we do know that he was clinically diagnosed with, um, a, you know, some, some comorbidities, including psychosis um, and things of that nature, right? Mm-hmm. So he had multiple... Um, he had multiple mental illnesses occurring at the same time. Right. This is... People often try to look at how or why this would happen. So we see that his mother... And this is what people are going to take away. Now, I'm a little bit more trained eye. Mm -hmm. I look at things differently. When you saw him as a kid in the house, when he came on and he saw his mom's suicide attempt, what, what emotions were evoked for you? Like me personally? How yeah, me happen? personally. When you watch it, what, what emotion did you feel? Sad. You felt sad for uh, Jeffrey? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Because you're like, oh my gosh, he was a kid. He had to go through this. Yeah. Right? Okay. So he felt sad for Jeffrey because he had to walk in and see his mom um, on the bed laid out. I guess his little brother or whoever the baby was in there mm-hmm. crying, something like that. They show more clips of mom and dad fighting and yelling at each other. Mm-hmm. Dad's always yelling at mom, take your stupid pills. Mom's yelling at dad, get the F out. How did you feel for Jeffrey? Sad again? Yeah. Jeffrey's at school. All the all the students are bringing apples to the teacher. Jeffrey goes down to the pond, gets some tadpoles from the pond, brings them to the teacher. You're probably thinking in the, in the moment before the teacher gives it away, or the teacher gives the tadpoles away. Jeffrey's upset. How do you feel for Jeffrey? <laughs> Jeffrey then goes to the pond or whatever. I don't know why he does this, but he's now this is like his first demented thing, mm-hmm. really. Besides him, um, this is his first demented thing. He goes down to the same place where he got the tadpoles, where he could have just released the tadpoles. He puts motor oil in the jar that has the tadpoles in it and kills the tadpoles. Now, while all of this is happening, also there's a smell under the house, and um the dad has to go fish out like a dead possum from under the house. And Jeffrey goes to touch the possum. And the dad's like, it's okay to be curious. Just wash your hands afterwards. Right. Mm-hmm. In that, what do you think that moment was supposed to portray for Jeffrey? For Jeffrey or his dad? For Jeffrey. I mean, his dad to me seems like he was being a good dad. Right. It's okay for you to be curious. Yeah. Just wash your hands afterwards. Cause he, his dad almost stopped him. Yeah. His dad was like, Jeffrey, you know what? It's okay for you to be curious. Mm-hmm. Just wash your hands afterwards. Like a green light. Dad gives him the green light. He finds an interest in this. So that now the dad, because he finds an interest in this, the dad is trying to support him in his interest of finding roadkill and uh, um, and what do you call it when you, uh, dissecting the roadkill. Mm-hmm. It's called dissection, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, exploring the roadkill. So we have you feeling sad because his mom committed su- or, or attempted suicide and they have a rocky relationship with his parents. So that's two f- sad feelings. He gives the teacher something, some tadpoles, but the teacher gives it away. So there's some dismissal. You feel sad for him there. He gets the green light from his dad to be able to dissect these roadkill animals. Now, all of these to me are red flags. It's also um, pattern trauma. But I think they set it up in a way because the layman person cannot see how you go from being just a normal child to a serial killer. Yeah. 
And so they feel like there has to be some, you had to have some sort of traumatic childhood. Right? Right. There had to be some sort of huge trauma. And I think for him, there, there was, obviously. We know that. We've been told that over and over. But my thing about that is, one, there's a lot of kids that go through trauma. Thank you. That's my point. My point is that most people are going to see this episode and be like, oh, okay, I understand it now, Jeffrey. I, I can get how you can get there. Right. And like, dismiss, I feel bad for him. Right. And dismiss the fact that there are so many Jeffreys in the world that never become Jeffrey Dahmer. Facts. So please, when you not, and again, this is not to dismiss the mental illnesses that he did end up having. My point is that if you look at anything with the information that you already have, you will find a way to get to that point. I wonder, so, you know, his dad mentions that, after his surgery, he was never the same. And yes. they wonder if, like, the anesthesia had something to, to do, do with, his... with his brain. Right. Were there ever studies done on that? I don't think so. And I'm sure um, at that point, the dad should have just, like, the dad's being a regular dad. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's taking interest in this weird thing. Let's just lean into it. Mm-hmm. it but that's the thing is, like, there's taxidermists. For sure. Yeah. And I don't know. I've never talked to a taxidermist about how they got into taxidermy, right? Yeah. Um, so he's just being a regular dad. He wants to support his son in the thing that he actually does like. Because mm-hmm. he don't like nothing else. Mm-hmm. So it seems to like this thing. And so what we're going to do is we're going to support him in that thing. Mm-hmm. Now, there has to be something where he understands there's an issue. Right. Like, right. this is a little weird. Maybe right, we because keep an eye on it. <laughs> remember when he he tries to come home... Um, so he ends up in real life. Dahmer went to Ohio State for like a semester, did terrible, and then ends up going to the military, and then comes back. He has a drinking problem in the military as well. Um, comes back to the states, mm-hmm. right? In the show, he's somewhere else. He's on the phone with the dad. He's like, "Dad, can I please come home? Can I please come home?" He flies home. The dad picks him up. The dad is immediately telling him, "We're staying in grandmother's house, so there's grandmother's rules." And he's pretty much telling him, don't do none of that weird stuff you've been doing. Yeah. And Jeffrey goes, oh, look, roadkill. Like, he not, th- this is a red flag now, bro, because mm-hmm. Jeffrey's older now. He's a essentially a grown man now. Mm-hmm. Like, what's going on? Yeah, why are you still fascinated? You, you missed the red flag there, Pops. Granny goes into the room. She finds a mannequin underneath the uh, blanket. Red flag. But she knew that something was off this whole time. Yes. She knew. My point is, y'all, snitch on y'all people who y'all know is red flags, bro. Get Not snitching, like, to the feds. I'm saying get them help. Yeah. Get them help. Like, they, there's nothing wrong with saying, yo, I know that, like, you're into this, and that's fine. It's, it's very far against the norm. And I mm-hmm. just want you to talk to somebody who's a professional who may be able to better sort this out for you, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Who may just be able to help you say, hey, this is actually good. Let's let's keep it healthy. Or even if we're talking about, now we don't want to go this way, but even if we talk about a show like Dexter, right? Or like the patient. Or like the patient. But the patient 
he the patient's doing it himself. He's seeking for the he's seeking the the help himself, right? Yeah. Dexter Dexter has a quote unquote dark passenger, the same dark passenger that Jeffrey Dahmer has, but the, his dad helps him use it for quote unquote good. Mm-hmm. Okay, you're gonna you want to kill and dissect people. That's your thing. Let's let's try to use it for some good, and you can be like the street sweeper and take out the trash. The people who are beating the justice system, why don't you go kill them, right? I don't want that to be that. Nobody needs to to die and deserve to die. But I, this entire episode two, I, to me, was like setting up for people to be like, "Oh, I understand Jeffrey Dahmer." Yeah, I felt weird watching that because I felt sad, but then I was like, in my head, I was like, "Why are you trying to make me feel sad for this person?" That's what I'm trying <laughs> to say, and you should not. The man was evil. For sure. So just get that out of the way. If you've been listening and you're like, oh, I just definitely, no, the, the man was evil, flat out, whatever. And the things that happened in his life were not the cause of what was going on. Mm-hmm. And the reason why we know that is because there are other people who have suffered either similarly or even worse and are not serial killers. Yeah. And I think what's so creepy about Jeffrey Dahmer and the show and how it portrays him is the disassociation with everything like he's not he never smiles he never like he's always just even kill like his body like he never rushes into things he's always slow moving he's there's a process though he's a he's a processor he's always like it's just creepy and he he very much so because his much like any um um like any felon or somebody who likes committing crimes, his the nature of his crimes continue to progress. Mm-hmm. He didn't start out eating people, but he did towards the end. I don't know if y'all can hear that, but that's our dogs, I think. Can y'all be quiet, please? Goodness gracious. They banging on the door. <laughs> um, But he, he progresses, you know, throughout. So he's very... He has a method to everything. If you don't do the the certain method, it like irritates him. Um, and and you will see that with anybody who has specifically the disorders that he has. But I don't know. It's just it's just a weird, very eerie show. And some people are gonna enjoy that. And I hope when you enjoy it, just I want you to really think about why you enjoy it. And if your answer is like, I find it interesting. That's fine. I just want to talk more about why you find it interesting. That's what I want to get at. Like, that's my thing. Is I want to know a lot about why you find something or anything interesting. Because a lot. how often do you explore that for yourself? Why I find something interesting? Yeah. Yeah, not... I mean, I guess not too often do I ask myself that question, but I do have, like subconscious conversations with myself about it Mm -hmm. you know like when i was watching that and i was like oh i kind of feel bad but why do i feel bad why are you trying to make me feel bad i shouldn't feel bad i don't feel bad right like i don't find myself wanting to finish this show it also may be because i know so much yeah i feel that and they're trying to probably appeal to a younger audience true crime is all the rage right now um, and I understand it. It's, it's legitimately a part of the reason why I'm writing a pilot the same way. Um, but it's not real. And the story behind it is not about the serial killer, actually. But, yeah, Dahmer is just a, Dahmer's a weird one. And 
if I'm y'all, I would try to look and research Dahmer and then see how similar the show is to like his actual life. Mm-hmm. Um, there's so much information out there, so it's a lot. It's going to take you time. Mm-hmm. Um, but of course, like in school, and shout out to all my psych majors and stuff because I'm sure you know the same and do the same. We get caught in that trap too, and we're almost kind of like forced to to study them. Right. Like get inside the mind of a killer. Yeah, I think that that to me is what I find the most interesting is like the mind of a killer like not necessarily the why but like kind of the why for sure even though we hardly ever get that answer you think because most people think that they're far removed from it yeah and I'm here to tell you that you're not that's the thing what does that mean okay (laughs) what do you mean that's what I'm trying to, this is, this is what I'm trying to get out, okay? And I don't mean to scare all of y'all or anything like that, but when we look at anybody in history, when we look at the multitude of people in history, when we look at, we live in Dallas, you see all the Dallas PD stuff on Twitter and everything else. That's true. I How many murders a day do you see on there? Yeah, there's a lot. So. I actually do know someone who is currently in jail for murder. So you know murderers, you see murderers every day. Every day I see it on, on the feed. Somebody mm-hmm. is a homicide investigation. That's true. Right? My point is that murdering itself. Now, serial killing is to next another level. But murdering itself yeah. is, is almost as innate to human beings as anything else is. But I think also what people find so intriguing about Jeffrey Dahmer is that this man dabbled in cannibalism. He kept body parts. Yeah, I mean, most serial killers keep trophies. He kept body parts. Like, I think that's the weirdest part, is that, like, he... He didn't just... Which, this sounds so bad. It just all sounds bad, like, disposing of the body, but, like... But if you think about, in the way that they're depicting him in the show, right, you're talking about somebody who's inquisitive about the inner workings of things. Yeah. The murder itself. He should have become an engineer, not a freaking murderer. That's what I'm saying. (laughs) The murder itself, I don't think, is the thing that motivates him. It's what happens afterwards. Yeah. Right? There's a a sexual nature there as well. That's true. But it's the things that happen afterwards. Because he goes from, the first time he murdered somebody, he did bury them in the backyard. And he ended up going to dig them up. And then, um, you know, taking the flesh from the bone, oh. pulverizing the bones and spreading the bones out. Yeah. Right. Sorry to be so graphic. But to me, that lets me know that it's more so about. And remember, he was he in the in the show, at least he liked the meat and slicing the meat. And he's a processed person. I, the murder is a part of the process, but I think it's more so the process than it was like the murder. Yeah. Some people who just want to murder people just murder people. Right. Other serial killers found joy and fun in the murder which is also why they made it last longer right right? they took time with it because they wanted it to last long because they enjoyed that part and they were sloppy in the ends of the disposal of the body yeah he was not he wanted to try different things okay i could peel your flesh from your bones or i could put you in a vat of acid and see how that works maybe i can keep your whole skeleton or maybe i'll just keep a part of it what yeah. ways could I uh uh what ways could I 
preserve your 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 things afterwards. So he was experimenting everything, right? So even when he gets into his 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 eating and cannibalism, he's experimenting with that. I wonder how this. I wonder how human meat tastes. Yeah. Everything kind of starts for him as I wonder how. And when you think about it on that level, it's very easy to connect the dots. Mm-hmm. Of I wonder how. Now, most people would say, I have too much to live for. I'm not willing to do that. Maybe I don't have to drive for that because it's too disgusting or whatever. Most people aren't going to risk their life for that I wonder answer. Mm -hmm. But it wouldn't be uncommon for somebody to wonder. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. That's that's what I say when I mean you're not too far removed. Yeah. You are capable of doing anything. I watch, um, you know. uh, uh, I honestly uh, don't know if I'm capable tbh i cannot do body fluid at all <laughs> i think that in certain situations what they say what two say i ain't no killer but don't push me i think everybody has a limit and could probably do things that they don't think they could do if they needed to to uh survive yeah not to say that it would be easy for you to do it right Right. Like I'm not saying you no, really no, like no. enjoy it or I'm like, talking about the process part. Uh, right. Like he, right. Like he is. I'm I'm very far removed from that. <laughs> <laughs> it's just not hard for me to see that it that could be the case. Yeah. Uh and again, that's my background. And that's the only reason why I even state that. True. Okay. So uh, yeah, Dahmer man is if y'all don't watch it, it's on Netflix. Um it's ten episodes, they're about forty eight minutes apiece. Um, Nisi Nash is in it. Evan uh, Peters is in it. It is Ryan Murphy produced. Um, so the cinematography, though, and stuff like that, it looks, it looks good. It looks it, very much it, so a, a timepiece. It looks good. It it's very Ryan Murphy esque. Yeah. Um, which is really shout out to Ryan Murphy because Ryan Murphy's. I'm beyond with you. Pretty much the only reason why I'm watching. I'll pretty much watch anything that Ryan Murphy do. Yeah. Um, because I've literally been a fan of pretty much everything he's ever put out. Um, so even when we go back to uh Nip Tuck, was he Nip Tuck too? Mm-hmm. I never watched Nip Tuck. Yeah, back in the day. Let me, let me look, because I really believe he did Nip Tuck as well with somebody else. What was Nip Tuck about? Yeah, program creator, Ryan Murphy, man. So Nip Tuck was uh about I'm going to read it off for you. It says, this often can't be serious since it's around the office of Don, uh, Dr. Sean McNamara and Christian Troy, longtime friends who um, have a, um, they have like a plastic surgery practice. But they're also like, one of them's a stereotypical self-destructive playboy. The other one's like a family man facing like a moral crossroads. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. One of them's a, a goody, goody two shoes. The other one's a player. And uh, their best friends they have. Um, they own a, uh, they're like Dr. Miami, essentially. Uh, and they do plastic surgery. But the the difference between them both is kind of funny because um, Sean is very buttoned up, wants the business to be very tight, the book mm-hmm. to look good. And Christian is just literally fly by the scenes. We'll do things under the book. We'll do uh, surgeries that people don't need to have and stuff like that. So um, it's pretty, it's pretty good. I, I enjoyed it. I watched it when I was younger and I watched it again. I also just realized this week that Ryan Murphy does 911. So yes. maybe that's why we're we like 911 too. Yeah, I'm, I told you, no, Ryan Murphy is a, 
Scream Queens as well. He's a he's a goat Speaking in my eyes. Speaking of Ryan, did you see that Diary of a Wimpy Kid? The the guy who yes. the main actor from Diary of a Wimpy Kid got sentenced to life in prison mm-hmm. for murdering his mother? Yeah, because he didn't want his mom to see um him assassinate the president of like Canada or something like that. And then he drove to the president of Canada's house with ammunition, bombs, and something else, and then didn't go through the with the prime plan. Minister? Maybe the prime minister. I mean, um, yeah, they don't have a president. I'm sorry. Speaking, you know what I'm talking about. Their leader. <laughs> You're so American. Their leader. Um, and didn't go through with the plan and turned himself in. So essentially he killed his mom for nothing. Golly. Because he didn't go through with the plan anyway. Oh, man. That is wild. Somebody said, this is so bad. Somebody said he doesn't look so wimpy now, does he? Mm, I don't know. He fit. Well, sorry to that man. Uh, all that being said, if you want to watch Dahmer, watch Dahmer. I don't have anything against you for watching it. Uh, I would actually love to hear your takes as well. If you are, and that might be something that I put out as a question or an email that I want you to email back. Because I really want to know what interests you about true crime or what interests you about serial killers or specifically what interests you about Jeffrey Dahmer. So with that being said, you want to play a game? Let's play a game. All right, let's do this. If y'all are new here, we we play this every single week. This is for Katie and for y'all. I asked Katie two movie industry terms. She just guesses and sees what she knows what they are. Uh, and for you all, you can do the same. And then and during the week, I will let you kind of know examples of what they are if they if you don't really know them. So are you ready for this? Let's go. Are you ready for your blessing? That's the song. Are you ready for your miracle? Okay. So the first question is, what is shutter speed? Shutter speed is how quickly the lens closes. The lens closes? The- okay. Not the lens. The that's okay. I'm gonna give it to you. Shutter speed is how quickly the the photo snaps. There you go. Nothing, Nothing further, further, Your Honor. So good job. Um, yes. Yeah, so shutter speed. If we're talking about a camera lens or just a camera in, gen- in general, um, light passes through a lens onto. Um, if it was film, it would be onto film. So let's just use film or whatever. Light passes through a lens. The shutter of the camera opens and allows the light to pass through. And then that light is stamped pretty much, um, the photons or whatever are stamped pretty much on the film. And then the shutter closes and you, you, you develop that and, hey, you have a, you have a photograph. Mm-hmm. Um, now, if you take 24 of those photographs in a second and you stitch them together and then play them at a certain speed, then you have a motion picture, <laughs> 24 frames per second. Anyway, which is what movies are, right? Yeah, mo- most movies are shot in 24 frames per second. It's the most like cinematic, but mm-hmm. you can shoot videos in anything pretty much. Um, sports videos, they pretty much TV. You're watching on TV is 30 frames per second. So videos that you're taking are nothing but pictures stitched together. That's it. Yeah, hmm. that's also that's why it's called motion picture. Hmm. They used to actually cut the reels. So like when you know how you like edit now, yeah. just edit digitally. They used to actually have to cut out frames and then Splice tape another. Yeah, yeah. And then you take them on a reel and you spin them on a reel and they would come through and then they project. So, yeah, okay. Um, stop. Anyway, but yeah, shutter speed is that shutter is closed, right? Mm-hmm. 
And then once you depress the button, it will open and close real fast. And how fast it does that is what the shutter speed is. Gotcha. So if you could imagine, if you had a shutter speed that opened the shutter for a long time, it would allow more light in, which would also allow like the motion to kind of show in your photo. So if you've ever seen a, sh- a photo where like it looks like the, something's dragging behind or you can kind of see the motion like a player is running, but it looks like he kind of moved to a different place or something like that. Mm-hmm. It's because the shutter was open for a long time. If you want to just like freeze frame something, the shutter opens and closes very fast. So a perfect example with, of this would be like a hummingbird. Mm. Right. If you wanted okay. to see its wings, you would need a very fast shutter speed. Yeah. To catch it. Right. To, yeah. to, to freeze it. If you wanted to, to look like it's still flapping in the photo. You would use a, a longer shutter speed. Mm. You took a photo with a longer shutter speed of Snoqualmie Falls. Mm-hmm. And that I way did. you can, like, the water's running down the falls. I did. Okay, so. Long exposure. Yes, long exposure. Yes, there we go. Man, how if I get an extra point for that Thank one? You. There you go, man. Goodness gracious. That's what I'm talking about. All right, second question. What is a sleeper? It's a film that's too good. <laughs> it's a film that's too good. Let's get the bill. Her. Is that your answer? No. A sleeper. Yeah, that's my answer. I don't even okay. know what else to say. Guess what? That is somewhat correct. So what? <laughs> yes, okay, let's talk about it. Okay. A sleeper is gassing me up i'm not gassing you literally i'm about to read it word for word but um i use it all the time like underrated underrated yes and no so basically that sleeper is a film that was released with minimal publicity like with like no nothing and eventually becomes incredibly popular oh right so it grows to become like super financially successful um people give it a positive buzz like all these things but there was no major push to What's watch this example? film. Um, my example of a sleeper, and this is kind of old, my example of a sleeper would be when Paranormal Activity first came out. Mm. We were talking about this this weekend. When Paranormal Activity first came out, it was only in certain theaters and you had to request it to come to your theater. Hmm. Right? Some of these movies that um, there's no um, there's no marketing for, but they'll play it at a festival. And a festival, it'll do so good at a festival that it'll get picked up by like a studio to be distributed. Okay. Right? Like some of those. And Paranormal Activity happened that same way. Paranormal Activity, I believe, was shown in the festival. It did so good at the festival. They showed it at some select theaters. And then you had to, people were calling and requesting it to come to their theaters. Oh, wow. So then another distribution company picked it up and said, let's, let's uh, distribute it like worldwide, which is why it also has different release dates. So shout out to Paranormal Activity. I, I also think, think I the that. girl in there went to SMU. She went to Meadows, I believe. She was in the Meadow School of Art. Cool. Uh, and I think she's from Arlington. That's so I heard, but I don't know. But I can look it up. Um, shout out to you for getting both of those right. Thank you. And if y'all got those right, man, shout out to y'all. Uh, so your batting average just ticked up just a little bit more. Uh, and shout out to everybody uh, at Tarleton who got the question from last week right um, about tentpole films. That was pretty cool, huh? Yeah, that was cool. Yeah, they got it all right, man. They'll turn it all in. I was like, dang, they listen to the... Uh, podcast that was good they for them to the potty. and then i also thought i was like man what if one person listened and just told everybody in the group like this is what the question is that's a, <laughs> that's a positive i was in college before you know what i'm saying that's so that's but but it's fine because it was cool to see them like 
engaged, getting extra points, uh, understanding some aspects of what we love about the film industry. Um, and yeah, and it's that segment. So we'll talk a little bit more about it. So tell us about how you feel about um, the Dahmer show or serial killers in general, why you're so interested in true crime. And then also maybe let us know what was your, what do you, what do you classify as a sleeper? Do you have any sleepers in your category? I can't think on the spot. <laughs> <laughs> Can you think of any? <laughs> you can't think of any on the spot or you can't think on the spot at all? <laughs> <laughs> that is the question. <laughs> um, the latter. <laughs> <laughs> You're funny. There's a, uh, there's a couple that I'll probably think about more. I just think about paranormal activity so much because I lived that moment. And I was one of the people who called and went to the website to get them to come to uh, the theaters you're so old watch your mouth <laughs> watch your mouth oh. wait what's so funny is that we were at church today and there's like this young adult group oh my and god and they have it it's called next gen it's called next gen and they have it split from ages 18 to 29 and then 30 to 40 and i was like whoops sorry babe we can't be in the same group right and here's the worst part too they were announcing like their first meetups and the 18 to 29 was going to Chicken and Pickle. And I'm like, yo, that's my spot. I'm trying to go. Uh, and the 30 to 40 is going to like just skate, like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. A little stadium. I'm like, yo, I might try to pass. <laughs> I might <laughs> try to pass 29. for 28. You know what I'm saying? 28, oh 29. They go ask me to show my ID. And I'm going to be like, damn. That's Why funny. I got to skate? I want to play pickleball. I mean, I want to skate too. Though. No, gonna... they're not going to skate. They're going to Grandscape. No, they're going to a stadium at the Red Bird. That was something else, I think. No, I promise you. Hey, listen, I'm locked in because I'm like, maybe <laughs> I want to go. Oh, okay. This is stay in your lane, Miss Youngin. But I'm in the, on the old lane. We going to skate. Watch your hip. Don't, don't fall. <laughs> <laughs> don't fall. I'll be hugging the walls, trying to skate around. Hey, yo, DJ, they going to play all old music, too. I'm be like, bro, play some of that new stuff. But you can't skate to the new stuff. What you gonna what you gonna skate to? You, you gonna was, make my son. You you thought I was feeling you? <laughs> Imagine skating to munch. You a munch. Imagine skating to munch. All right, let's get out of here, man. All right, man. Y'all know you, what you gotta say. Thank y'all for listening. That's what I'm gonna say first. Yes. Thank you for listening. Absolutely. Thank you for staying tuned. We'll we'll be back with some more uh, information and in episodes next week. But you know how we always sign off. For sure. When you're watching Netflix and ask, are you still watching? Always. Press next. Always. See you next week.